0: Would you care to step outside? Oh, you did it today. So, this here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You one the last one. of has to be out to be the truth. I'm Batman. Yeah. I with my Warning: DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. <laughs> oh, jeez, Sorry. your signal that means
1: we have to go now what is up everybody we are back it is 2023 our first dc on rmd talking shop i looked at the chinese lunar calendar and it is the year of i told you so because i've told you so michael i told you so david i told you so guy on the car driving right now listen to us i told you so the one on the treadmill i told you so the rock is a piece of shit
2: oh man
1: and i told you guys so (laughs) like i cannot say it any other way than i told you so I, i i was so disappointed the fact that our recording year had ended and everything blew up on dc about the rock I was crying Because I legitimately told you guys
0: How dare you Six weeks ago doing our shows Do you, uh, you want to do to me what uh, people do to their dogs And rub my face in all of the excrement No, and urine? You,
1: you know what you did wrong <laughs> And you will learn from it I don't need to do it this time Do it again, you're going to get your nose in the shit
0: Listen, I stand by all my thoughts When it comes to Black Adam <laughs> But obviously I miscalculated or misjudged the rock and his ego. Because as it turns out, right, Bob, his ego did control the entire thing to its own detriment.
1: And everybody thought that it was, you know, it was bad when he became the black Adam universe and he was creating his own hashtags and doing all this stuff to promote this movie. And then he went off and he kept defending it and he kept defending it. it made $360 million Captain America made $360 million, too, 12 years ago. Um, And so gas was how much? Eggs were how much? Milk was how much? And also Captain America's budget wasn't. Don't talk about that. It's how much did you make? It's not how much you spent. It's how much did you make?
0: (laughs) The budget wasn't (laughs) more than your actual box office earnings. Yeah. So uh,
1: if you guys do not know, I will try to recap this without laughing the whole time. (laughs) Look I have to educate people The Rock uh, Who thought he was the most powerful man In Hollywood um, Which now goes to James Gunn Because that man has now taken on the mouse And defeated him and now taken on the rock And defeated him Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rock was cancelled By James Gunn And uh, He basically was a little Bitch about things And unfollowed DC on all the social medias. No, no, no. He said,
0: I never followed them to begin with.
1: Okay. And then didn't promote his own movies when they came out
0: on Blu-ray. But hey, the (laughs) fact that he even replied and rebuttaled says a lot too. I never followed them to begin with, bruh. Yeah. The Rock's ego literally tried to take over all of DC. Little did we know. We thought he had the, the made man. You know mentality, like he was made by DC Studios. Like he's the new Godfather. You're taking control of things. Apparently, he didn't have anyone's permission to do any of this.
1: So, yeah, yeah, he ended up getting Henry Cavill fired for the second time. That's the saddest thing about all of
0: it is that he put Henry Cavill for that bullshit.
1: Uh, I found out that Danny Garcia, Rock's ex-wife, the uh, co-owner of Three Dollar Productions, was Henry Cavill's agent. And so they were trying all kinds of shit, including pushing their Zoa purple energy drink (laughs) and Tremaine tequila on press lines and red carpet events that this dude was trying to strong arm DC into everything and James Gunn and discovery. The guys who gave us people like Guy Fieri, uh, It shut him down.
0: And the pushback from DC was pretty, I mean, it was logical when yeah. he was demanding his usual demands of his tequila line being promoted. They said, we don't do these types of things for movies that are essentially targeting 12 year olds and years. teens. Yeah. Why would we try to promote an alcoholic beverage at an event that doesn't even fit the demo? Exactly. So they didn't even want that there. And he forced that.
1: Yeah. So um, it just proves that his ego and I will apologize to Vin Diesel and Universal <laughs> in the fast franchise uh, because he sounds like he did the same thing there. And he sounds like he's burning a lot of bridges along with Hollywood because I believe he did it to Disney with jungle cruise also.
0: Yeah. You know, you're right when it comes to, I forgot about the whole fast and the furious drama that unfortunately put an unpleasant, aura around the entire franchise and Vin Diesel particularly. Specifically, I should say. A lot of people blamed him for the fallout with The Rock and as it turns out... And Tyrese. (laughs) And Tyrese, and as as it turns out, they were the ones talking about
2: his ego. His ego. And it turns out they were right. Well, especially, you know, like the news I read afterwards about, like, I don't know if you guys read about it, but like his statement about the Shazam films and why he hates Shazam. And like, he he initially got the script and then he immediately said listen it's great go ahead and make this movie but i want you to separate me from it and he said i don't do
0: bit parts i do feature films
2: yes because they wanted him to have a
0: part in Shazam because
1: uh, you mean be a universe builder exactly.
0: Exactly. exactly but but it's he only wants to be a team player if he's controlling if it's everything if team
1: Yeah, if if he's the owner he's the gm he's the coach he's the star
0: quarterback and everybody on staff is drinking tequila while filming yes
1: with purple sparkly zoa energy drink get it now at costco i don't know where the fuck they hold that shit
0: it's okay you don't need to promote him oh sorry
1: (laughs) i
2: was about to say you're actually promoting
0: Um, Is this stuff any good? Is the tequila lining? Even?
1: I, I've, I haven't yet. To, I've not tried any of it. I'm not like, you know, I have heart conditions. I'm not supposed to be drinking at oh, all right no. now. Well, the Rock killed me. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember to put that in the lawsuit when I die from drinking tequila and uh, energy drinks and, so, uh, and my heart just fucking burst. The Rock made me do it.
0: He was promoting it at uh, Black Adam.
1: I was uh, doing a press screening for his latest movie, Bullshit and Bullshit, um, and they made me take a shot before I actually talked about the movie, and I died. (laughs) Thank you, Rock.
0: Did he lose all his franchises? He was a part of Fast and the
2: Furious, right? Yeah, and he's not in the... He's not in 10. Everybody else is in
1: 10. I have a bit part in 10. (laughs) (laughs) It's...
2: They replaced
0: him with Maboa. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, they, they got a real
1: Hawaiian it. guy that's actually likable.
0: Yeah, who, who's humble.
1: Yeah, 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 who yeah realizes that it basically coming from Baywatch is the same as coming from wrestling. So <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's slightly better. <laughs> the same type of chicks, <laughs> all in Playboy oh, about, we'll that, play time. about oh, that time. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, so you mentioned Shazam. Uh, I'm sorry, Shazam, but I don't give a shit about you now because there was a Flash trailer released. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for Shazam because of that. Um, and they're not going to get any like play right now because all I care about is Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're with everyone else. Yeah, yeah 100%. And I saw it and I sent it to Mike right away and I go, I don't care who he killed. This thing looks excellent. Yeah. He didn't kill anybody, by the way. Um, but like who gives a shit what people do off screen if they produce what it potentially could be there in this flash movie because that's probably one of the best trailers I've seen
2: in a very long
1: time. In a very long time. That got me giddy like goosebumps, like nerd giddy. And like that hasn't happened in a while to where it's like, no, I need to see this today.
0: I have not watched a trailer more than 10 times since the force awakens trailer. And that's I probably watched it over a dozen times. The, trying flash to pick out things. the flash trailer. Yeah. try to pick yeah. out things, and also just the music, the
2: shots, everything. Just it was a, the perfect trailer. Yeah, pretty much. And it's been a long time since we had something like that. Even like the, for the fact that for the past couple of years, especially like during the Super Bowl, Bobby trailers have not been the greatest. This is the first time when I've basically have seen buzz generated by a trailer in a very long time.
0: Positive buzz for the most part. Positive buzz, too.
2: Even even with, just like what you alluded to, like all the freaking drama that Ezra brought, but even then, just how good that trailer was made you forget everything. And
1: it should. There should be a separation of church and state when it comes to who you are on screen versus your non-binary throwing chair, (laughs) robbing, psychopath, stalking, breaking into, punching women self. I think that was all of them. Was that all of them? I think that was okay, Uh, and that was within the last
2: six months. Um, Although, although the thing is, you have to say the Michael Keaton thing. I think was the most special part about that trip.
1: The Michael Keaton thing was probably the thing I was most worried about, and also the most satisfying thing that I got out of it. Exactly, Um, being the fact that they showed him in daylight, and we've never seen him in daylight in the thousand years since (laughs) Batman eighty (laughs) nine. Um, you know, I've done a lot of things since that and I've never seen that costume or anything in daylight.
2: In daylight. No, because I don't think Tim Burton would allow that. No, Tim Burton didn't allow lights.
1: (laughs) Tim Burton does not like. He only shot things in night vision. He brought on that whole porn (laughs) era of night vision porn. One night in Paris directed by Tim Burton.
0: It did look alarming to me seeing Michael Keaton's Batman in the daylight. And at first, it took it, it, it took you a second. I didn't realize until Bob said something I'm like, "Oh shit, you're right." That's why it felt odd to me. I mean, I loved it, but it also didn't feel right at first because I've never seen Michael Keaton's Batman in such
2: brightness before. Brightness and clarity, yeah. And then when you put it into the thing, I was really surprised with. I mean, the Michael Keaton Batman was great, but the fact that we're gonna get Affleck's Batman too to kind of parallel the two Batman together is actually amazing. Both Batman, both Batman. I mean, they're real Batman and like Batman's. I love, I (laughs) love just seeing the comparison of the suits because you can tell the difference between 89 Batman and then (laughs) Affleck's Batman.
1: Yeah. And
2: the the my my Batman
1: doesn't need to turn his neck.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I love the fact that they actually kept that they, yeah. they kept that uh aesthetic to the, the suit too. He
1: better be wearing uh the the shoes too, the Jordans. The Jordans. <laughs> um I don't know, like the, the everything about their tra- trailer was perfect to me. Uh the, the again, I don't have problems when they change storylines. So if you guys know about Flashpoint, Superman is the one the Kryptonian that is yeah. housed And they moved it over to Supergirl. Supergirl looked wonderful. Oh yeah, Um, I was perfectly okay with the way all that was, and it was like everything about that seems so cool. But then it's just like, okay, cool. This is this is our reset button. Well, it takes. But what if I like everything that they do? Are we gonna get reset? Like
2: the thing is about the whole concept of Flashpoint was one small moment in time changes everything. It's like it takes the butterfly effect. The whole story if you read it in the comics says like if you change just one minuscule thing if and the whole the the event is Barry Allen's mother does not get killed. So if she doesn't get killed this butterfly effect happens and then all these things start changing. And I love the fact that basically they went further with the whole story of hey Superman he doesn't crash on the planet it's actually Kara that cl- crashes on It's the planet. Kara Kara and Who's Kara? Kara <laughs> Kara. Either one it's going to be Supergirl. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like we don't we don't go by slave names here.
2: <laughs> but like I, and I like the fact that basically I want to see how they tie the fact that so Barry Allen's mom doesn't get killed. And apparently that leads to all the metahumans getting murdered in the world or not existing or not existing Damn. so how does the because the one beautiful thing about flashpoint was they showed the events of how this small moment changed this moment okay why well, I, I have a question here
0: it seems like this flash movie is a little bit of flashpoint and crisis right a little bit yes. because you're dealing because flashpoint didn't deal with uh alternate universes did it no it did I thought it was just time travel and changing of the timeline, not actual multiversal type of things.
2: It's only until after Flashpoint happens, you find out that basically there's multiple Is that what it was? Okay. All right. Because like Flashpoint delved into the idea of time travel, but then afterwards, you realize that what Barry did was he essentially created another universe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's a universe where his mom. Doesn't it's been die. forever. When did that? When did the Flashpoint come out? To, uh, early two thousands. Like early two thousands. Like yeah. That.
0: Yeah. That, that's been what almost twenty years. I have not oh, yeah. read it and since it's, then.
2: It's arguably one of my favorite recent DC stories. It's definitely
1: one of my favorite ones, especially like the Batman side of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, the like,
2: whole story itself is the one that I've always told people. It's the only comic book story within the last five ten years that has made me actually emotional in the end because the, the storytelling is so emotional when, it, when you see it's, it's all about Batman and his dealings with his, his father, Thomas. And then the, the heart of the story is basically Barry and his mom. And it just hits you in the very end that basically, if you were put in that situation, you'd probably make the same decision as Barry, but it's about also coming over with that grief. So it was. it's a, actually a brilliant story, and I think that basically a lot of people who haven't really read comics need to actually read Flashpoint. Well, there's obviously a lot of people, and it would make sense.
0: Most people don't read comic books, but there's a lot of people who are also confused. And I saw people bitching about the trailer already, talking about it being woke, saying, oh, so they get rid of Cavill for a girl. I'm like, well, this has always been the plan long before Cavill was axed the third time this was always the plan. This movie yeah. has been in the works for
2: what? Like four years.
0: If not longer.
2: And yeah. the thing that irritates me about that because I saw the same thing is like,
0: and also it's, it's not woke. like it's Kara, It's Kara, It's, it's yeah. super girl. She has a super a, girl. a very long history. It's not super person. It's not super person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they do it's, that. it's, it's non-binary super person. Oh. I, think, I think Mike might actually because throw Why, why would we the give screen. aliens a sex? Because they are a male or female? They are an
0: alien. It's just a conversation we don't need to have. I mean, listen, I'm all about intellectual <laughs> conversations and, and listening to people's views on gender and non-conformity. But when it comes to things that are lasting, like Supergirl, it's going to be Supergirl. Yeah. Don't complain it, about it. It's there's not no Superman re- and Luke Lane. <laughs> it doesn't need to be debated. It's just what it is. yeah
1: and, and again, we don't have any problems when they like you know uh Constantine and Sandman. yeah, cool,
0: right. Switch it. yeah. And she also has a long history as she well. So when people, well. people complain about that, um, pick up a comic book before you complain, because you, you look stupid when you're out there saying, oh, woke, woke DC again. But this that is a
2: real character. That's something that me, and the three of us were talking about prior to this show was actually kind of like fans. The fans, unfortunately, are so toxic on DC. Fortunately. With the films. With films.
0: With films, yeah.
2: It's amazing to me that basically, if you talk to comic people about it, They're like going, oh yeah, this is normal. This is fantastic. You know, we know these characters because we we've read the comics. However, mass audience fans of the DC films are so goddamn toxic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the sad thing because when the Flash trailer dropped and the entire world is celebrating and jizzing all over the place, there are people, the DC fans, a large group of the DC fans are on social media. Already talking trash about yeah. the movie, and I don't like to point fingers at any one part of the fandom, but it I mean, I think most of us know that it's the Snyderverse people oh, by far they are their own worst enemy. they can't get out of their own way they they scream that they want certain things, and then when they're given them when they're given what they want, they don't like it, they want to complain, they want more. And there was a tweet that was put out by an actual critic that I follow because he actually has decent ideas and thoughts. Um, and he said that you all you people complaining about James Gunn making changes. Why don't you go out and support your movies that you proclaim to love so much? Then there wouldn't be a James Gunn here trying to repair and fix things that you guys want to go see. Because you don't see your movies that you claim you want to see. see. You're not actually helping the box office. And then he points to Marvel and say, listen, there's a lot of things you can say about Marvel. But at least the Marvel fans, for the most part, rally together in support of a film that they like. Yeah,
1: It's it's in Feige we trust to fuck everything DC (laughs) does. (laughs) Two different models completely. It's like, yeah, one's AA and one's at the bar. Yeah, AA is Marvel. Everybody's rooting for each other. We, get, well. for- we, we got this, boys. <laughs> like, hey, Thor, you stumbled, but we got you with the Ant Man. You wait, we got, you, got you. you. You know, get back on that horse. We got you right now. And then DC is sitting there buying shots for each other and saying, "Fuck <laughs> off." And, and then with a bar brawl.
0: The only time I've seen Marvel. Get into the the areas of real toxicity she was She Hulk. She Hulk. But that yeah. was understandable because that was a complete and utter dumpster fire. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, because at the end of the day that was that was Marvel trying to break its own. It try?
0: I no, I think it
1: did. <laughs> I think it did break something. <laughs> yeah. It broke something. It woke up Feige and said, Fuck, we don't want to T V any.
0: Exactly. Um, like it broke Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He fucking showed up. He's like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening here?
1: Bob Iger's like the Futurama head that's frozen. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about
0: to say. They're gonna end up freezing him so that they can, you know, preserve his intellect so that when they need him to save something again, they're gonna roll him out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully see, we need that. We need that type of person for DC. Hopefully that we is changed. I hope We need James that Doug. type of person I, I that gets paid Doug. to yes. retire, then paid even more to come yeah. back. Yes. If it means better movies, yes. Yes. I'm hoping James can James Cameron. James Gunn. (laughs) Just keep doing that. The shock of the century, James Cameron noted noted
1: a comic book hater comes to run DC. (laughs) (laughs) Little does he know
0: Terminator and Avatar are fucking comic
2: Comic book book movies. movies. (laughs) Uh,
0: hopefully James Gunn will be that guy for us.
1: All right, let's move let let let's move on to James Gunn and his ideas. Speaking of which. Um, that's a good segue to the most powerful man in Hollywood, the man who took down The Rock, took <laughs> down Disney, and is now uh took, took ra- down
0: Superman. <laughs> took,
1: took down, down Superman. Superman. Yeah. Took uh, down Wonder Woman. Human Kryptonite, um, James Gunn. He has a plan. And his plan is a plan. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people got it so upset about the plan. Uh, because we have Batman. We have Superman, we have Supergirl, we have Swamp Thing. They're doing like basically gods and monsters, uh, where they're introducing a bunch of characters. And we have a lot of backlash on this too, where people are just not understanding why he's doing what he's doing, but not giving him the opportunity to do what he does. Everybody wants to act like Guardians of the Galaxy or even Peacemaker was somebody before they got in the hands of him. And they need to trust the process here uh, because this man is going out and doing the things right uh, David I don't know if you know but he's been working with Jim Lee and they've been re-releasing some of the comics uh, that go along with these things because I mean even me noted DC nerd has no clue I've never read the authority in my life I've never read what the the, the commandos or creature commandos, creature commandos. Uh, you know things like that aren't in my era and, but I'm not hating on them
2: Exactly. Because, uh, like, the whole thing that I love what Gunn is doing is, like, he's taking what Fahey did with Marvel. Fahey's plan was simple. We'll focus on these characters, introduce a huge story, but he's taking that formula and adding on to it because he wants to really incorporate not just the film side of DC, but also, like, the animation. He wants people to really bury themselves in Not just the film side of DC, but the DC company itself, where he's like, hey, check out these comics. This is what we'll explain stuff to you to get you hyped up and uh, kind of ramped up for for these projects. Yes. I was shocked, honestly, the fact that he's going to do an authority movie. But I'm super excited to see it because with the success of like shows like, um, oh, it's eluding me right now. One that we cover in in, on Amazon, Garth Ennis wrote it. The boys, the boys, with the with with (laughs) with with the popularity of those type of movies, those type of comics franchises, he can do amazing things with the, because the authority is just essentially the boys in Justice League Four. Well, and and I
1: think that's the thing is that you know there's too many people out there that do are you know somehow against the lanterns against. You know, all the the Waller, the cartoons and some of the stuff that he's introducing. And the other thing that I I really dig what he did was that he is leaving it. He's leaving Elseworlds as a thing. Yeah. And so we can have our standalone Joker Batman films, you know, with Pattinson and and Joaquin. So they can do their little indie things and have good movies getting produced outside of the universe.
2: That's what that's what I think is going to happen on our side, Mike, with, with, uh, Constantine, Constantine two will still come out, but it's going to be treated as an elseworlds, which I'm fine with because Lawrence uh, Francis Lawrence created his own universe. I don't want it
0: to be that Dave,
2: but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll talk about it later, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I actually on the opposite saying. side. I know you're,
0: I get what you're saying. My, my f- thoughts though, about, I don't have any thoughts. I lost them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you lost them right when I brought up Constantine too. And I could tell that basically when me and you cover that, we're, it, there's there's going to be a lot of, a lot of like healing that's going to have to happen.
0: <laughs> okay. The Elsewhere. That's what it was. The yes. Elsewhere titles. Okay.
2: So I've
0: always been on board with this idea of standalone movies, but the thing that I wasn't against, and this I'm sure is going to haunt me. That's why I'm saying this now because I've, (laughs) I've acted, I've actually actively spoke against the disconnected films. It wasn't the disconnection that I'm talking about necessarily. I I didn't, I don't mind having peripheral films. That's fine. But it confuses the audience when you don't brand it as such for example, with Star Wars, there wasn't confusion when they were doing their standalone films because they said a Star Wars story. story. It was purposely branded differently than the Skywalker saga, so that people understood: oh, this is a story that takes place in the world of Star Wars, but it's not about the ever-evolving Skywalker saga. Okay, I get what this is. When you randomly release a Joker movie with no branding whatsoever, other than Joker, or the same thing with Batman, and you have nothing to distinguish between what you're doing over here on the left side and what you're doing over here on the right side, all you're going to do is actually hurt yourself at the box office because it creates audience confusion. So the fact that James Gunn says, listen, I like your plan, but once again, you guys do everything half-assed. Let's keep doing this because it works, but let's make sure we brand it else worlds." and that to me is the best thing that he has added to those standalone films yeah. the fact that it's going to be titled they, in fact he said the batman as well as i believe retrospectively when the batman the first one is repackaged for different variations will have else worlds else worlds and i think that that's actually they're going to think it's the vampire movie <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but i think that- <laughs> like which which part of the franchise was this one
2: as as like a comic book fan this is what I think is going to separate DC from Marvel. Marvel. The problem with Marvel is they're trying to connect everything and they're basically not treat. They're not coming out and saying we have a multiverse DC right off the bat. No, they did. Gunn, Dr. Strange did that. Yeah. Dr. Strange did that, but then Dr. Strange destroyed I, it. I thought America said it, <laughs> <So dumb. laughs> but like Elderly. James Gunn coming out, only non-binary
0: saying, people can travel through the multiverse. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's their power.
2: It's their power. But James Gunn literally coming out and saying, "This is going to be Elseworlds." So yes, we have a multiverse, just right off the bat. Automatically, as a fan, I'm like, "Okay, I'm with you." Well, and also, the idea isn't
0: what. And I think we might have touched on this a bit during our previous discussion before the end of the year. But the the thing about this is, it's more cohesive because it's going to be an overall like serialized narrative. So instead of using the multiverse as just an excuse for not having any accountability when it comes to story, they're actually using the multiverse, but it's still going to be an overall story being told with loose connections obviously not everything is going to be lead into the next marvel people have this idea it's like revisionist thinking revisionist history people think marvel every marvel movie during phase one two and three were all connected they all no, like, no the no. last 30 seconds was connected exactly. in the middle of the, the credits yeah so that's all i want is narrative cohesion that's it and if you have You know, this multiverse, fine. But what happens in this multiverse could also in some way affect a movie in this this verse. And that's fine. That would work as long as they're using it not as an excuse to have no accountability, which is what they were doing when they said, well, the TV shows, everything is connected, but it's a multiverse. Yeah. You know, but that that's my next question for you guys when it comes to live action. What's going to happen to shows like Gotham Knights that's premiering next (laughs) month on the CW because that is owned by Warners. It isn't it isn't licensed out like uh, Sandman is to Netflix and Neil Gaiman. So we're dealing with something that's theirs. Yeah. So. When James Gunn says that he wants live action television, animation and film to all be connected
1: James Gunn knows a 0. 0.25 fucking rating ain't gonna last long
2: exactly
0: so that so Be, because <laughs> when so it, it's like just let it kill itself yeah it's one of those things like well think
2: about <laughs> think about like what, he, what the news about lois and uh, Superman and lois yeah he's letting that go he's For letting that go till it conveniently, ride conveniently ride up to rides his, yeah rides up to
0: two to three seasons two to he three said. seasons
2: yeah and I'm like going. That's what he's going to just do with all the CW shows. He's mm-hmm. just going to say they're going to kill themselves. There's only themselves. one left. Yeah, yeah. It, they're going to just run out of steam sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to let them uh, commit suicide on on their
1: own. Because let's face it, 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 it's like that the like that dying dog or something. You're yeah. just like, yeah, let, let him lick himself. He's only got a couple he's days left, anyways. Left. Let him enjoy himself. It's fine.
2: Because well, I think the I,
0: Gotham Night producers are listening, and right they're like, oh.
2: Because I think he, I think all of, he knows what all Gotham of us Nights, knows what you say Gotham Knights,
1: I think of fucking the video game. I'm not even considering it a oh, TV yeah, show. Oh,
2: But, like, he he knows what all of us, unfortunately, don't want to come out and say. Their Flash was an anomaly. It lasted nine seasons. Hooray for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the Arrowverse died when Stephen Amell did. What
2: Stephen Amell did. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: well, I'd say three years prior to that. But, but at least the last two seasons were halfway decent yeah. when they tried.
2: Yeah. And then, like... Every every other show since then. No the three. Seasons, there has Max? been there
1: has been
0: nothing really
1: Okay, great. if you're a longtime listener of these shows, you heard me call it the Kreisberg effect. Mm-hmm. When that dude went and supposedly sniffed some ladies' panties and got fired, <laughs> the whole fucking CW went to shit. I thought he was sexually harassing everyone. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly.
0: Yeah. I can Allegedly. make up whatever I want. Male, female, <laughs> yeah. Like. Non binary, canine. What you got packing over there, buddy? <laughs>
2: He wanted to be fair.
0: He
1: wanted to be fair. Call that penis a pussy. That's good for me. (laughs) Uh,
0: no, you're right. Kreisberg was the power behind the Arrowverse, and then he left.
1: Yes, then they let Gutenberg in charge, and Gutenberg was just like, "Look at me." Everything fell apart, (laughs) and everything fell apart. (laughs) It's like y'all, y'all barely wrote good comics. You think you can handle TV?
0: Um. I, I laugh because you're right. We, I, Me and David last year covered something he wrote thinking it would be good. And then we were like, going, <laughs> we were like oh nope. my God, this is really bad. Yeah, well, I'm right all the time. Remember, <laughs> <all> right, <super laughs> it, it's down the down. Chinese year of I told you so. I will give you, I'll, you know what, fine. Do all the trash talking you want in this episode. <laughs> I deserve it.
1: I wasn't talking
0: to you. I'm talking to everybody,
1: the listeners. Anyone who who A- anybody who's in the
0: sound of my voice right now who had the optimism and the <laughs> exactly, love, to love something, something DC was hoping <laughs> that it was going to be great that they were trying to give us. now
2: nah, I read people now. Now they're just seen as delusional. Like. We're we're all seen as delusional. Oh. Bobby was the realist. In
1: retrospect, we were. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> why don't tweet or anything anymore? Can't ever be wrong. Um. So uh, you talked about this whole live action scenario going on, and and that's something I want to touch on, is because you like pick and chose who survives this,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, it much. seems like Jason Momoa will still be Aquaman,
0: it, or in DC somehow there's Lobo rumors. But no, we'll here it if- is. I, I have it right here. You're right. So he says he. This is from James Gunn. And make them make sense and have them unified. And he's talking about the four upcoming films. And have it in one real universe. One real world. And I think that we've gotten lucky with the next four movies. He says frankly because we have Shazam which leads into Flash. Yes. And then he says which resets everything. Which then goes into Blue Beetle. Which is totally disconnected. He can totally be a part of the DCU. Dude, Flash resets everything so bad that everybody speaks Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, uh, "Aquaman two leads directly into
2: Superman." Okay. Which we we can fully say that Jason Momoa's stuck yeah. being Aquaman for
0: a yeah, but they did say what you were saying, Bobby. They did allude to the fact that he could play multiple characters. Yeah, because of Flash. Because now that we've seen like... Or just makeup would make him look different. I mean, he, if he played Lobo, I mean, he, he would look like a different dude, probably.
2: He would look like a different dude. But honestly, now that the Flash is, we kind of get a gauge of what the Flash and what they, they are seeing as the Elseworlds. There's nothing saying that he can't do an Elseworlds. Yeah, I'm not Lobo. a fan of
0: that. Oh, you know because how think I, feel about, about that. Think I about that. I hate this,
2: when, like, f- different, when similar...
0: I don't like when faces of same characters play completely different characters like an alien and and an Atlantan Atlantean it just doesn't make sense how did a universe split so much that someone looks like someone but they're not even close to being someone from earth
2: but think about also the story the way the storytelling could be Lobo is an entirely different type of storytelling you cannot do a normal you cannot do a normal movie like about Lobo like what you would see in Aquaman it is going to be a meta movie it'd be like Deadpool. It'd be more but, like Deadpool, but more meta exactly,
1: yeah, so when we when we talk about like this, but we're also talking about the that Cena's peacemaker exists, yes, and with Peacemaker, the spinoff that they were talking about for HBO is giving him his Waller, yes, and so Amanda Waller still exists, which come from the Snyderverse yeah so where like, I guess he's picking and choosing who he wants to bring along with him at this point
2: yeah it seems like it. a lot of people have been saying that uh, been saying that it's not fair because a lot of well, people are going to get left out well you know Gal Gadot but, don't suck yeah and the thing is it's kind of like i think it's it's better if he actually has has his say because he can we can fully say this is going to be his stamp on this universe
0: yeah. we understand even though i don't want to understand if we were to take a step back and look at henry cavill's superman since 2013, and then Wonder Woman, Gal gadot's Wonder Woman, it does make sense why he chose to axe those. Number one, Henry Cavill's Superman has been a meandering mess. Yeah. Even though I love him as Superman and I loved Batman versus Superman and I loved Snyder Cut's Justice League, that was an afterthought, that movie, number one. It's not really part of the ongoing canon, it's a complete standalone version. So that leaves us with Whedon's Justice League. It's not organized. It's disjointed when it comes to characterization for Cavill. And we've been pussyfooting for 10 years. And if you want people to go to see Superman and make real money at the box office, they have to sell the idea that this is going to be completely redone and you're going to enjoy this story of Superman. I promise you. And it's hard to do that when you're casting that familiar face, the best way to regroup and offer something new is to actually offer something new. So even though getting rid of Cavill hurt my soul because I thought he was a great Superman, I do understand from the business side why James Gunn did what he did. And when it, and when it comes to wonder woman, the last Wonder Woman film was just universally hated. Well, not only that, not only that, can you
2: recover from a universally hated sequel that, and also we can tell that James Gunn has an idea of what he wants the, the tree to be, because especially like I've actually read an interview and I pulled it up right now where he talks about his, his, his idea of who Superman's going to be in Superman legacy. And it is nothing like how Henry Cavill played Superman in man of steel or, or black. Yeah. <laughs> or black or, or what GG Abrams <laughs> wants to do. Well, but that's done. Essentially. He wants Superman to be much older and he's going to be actually more. Older. I thought younger. No, he actually says
0: he, he, no, he was going with a younger, not an origin story, but a younger
2: He's a, he, he's a, there's his exact words. Okay. He's a big old galoot. He's well, a farm he's,
0: boy. That doesn't mean he's old though. That's just a, you know, term of endearment type of thing.
2: Yeah. But it sounds like basically what he wants is like, almost like the, the ideal of Superman from Superman kingdom where it's like this, mm. this, this, this Cass Brandon Routh. Yeah. Uh, he he essentially like wants him, to but... get like someone like that. That's his ideal, like su- Superman. And unfortunately, Henry Cavill, the way he, he super, his Superman is portrayed does not fit that. Movie. No, he's a murderer.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. What would you do?
2: And he's much darker. I mean, he let his dad die. <laughs>
0: yeah. his dad- uh, fight a fucking see, tornado, dude. <laughs> I mean, don't get me off topic, but that's, that is the thing that I hated about that movie. It made no sense. No. Yeah. Because, because the idea was, everyone around you is going to see you save me. No, they're not.
1: I thought it it was the point of Kevin Costner
0: somehow being able to put his arm out in 100 mile an hour winds. (laughs) (laughs) No. It just, it didn't make any sense. Any way you look at it, because Superman is faster than a speeding bullet. He could have saved him, put him someplace, and no one would have even known it was him. That's why that whole idea—that was the weakest element of the entire movie. Especially
1: when you go later on in the series and you see him run with the Flash, and they do the super slow mo. -mo.
2: Yeah, and like also the way that James Gunn has uh, has painted Superman is like his Superman is the constant good guy. He's the he's almost, as he put it in the interview, saintly. He'll do whatever it takes to actually do the right thing because why he can. He's Superman. He can do anything superman and if you look at henry cavill that goes against all the narrative of henry Cavill's superman where it's like no i have to hold back because uh this is how my father taught me to hide my powers i I like that stuff no narratively it was a good it was a good idea i just think it was actually very poorly executed
0: i don't disagree listen when it comes to superman movies i love all of them except the one with Solar Man. Okay. No, no, no,
2: no, no. We love that one too, man. Well, I like it for making fun of it. It's, it's great. It's like the Richard Pryor movie. I like
0: that one too, only because it's Richard Pryor and it has great one-liners. And, and there's logic to stealing fractions of pennies. <laughs> I've never hated any of the Superman movies, really.
1: Honestly. Okay. Now, now, let's talk about this. There's only been two successful franchises in DC, Batman and Superman. Yeah. Do we believe that Lanterns... Paradise Lost, Waller, all these other things can actually work. Like, even when we go with things that people probably don't know shit about, like Booster Gold.
0: See, that's a great question, Bob, because that's the thing that I'm... Th- when, when Steve, one of our other hosts on this network, text me, James Gunn's plans, and he was very negative about all of it, and the general idea was are we ever going to see these all you you have all these plans but we've had plans before and i do agree with his i'm not as pessimistic about it but i i am hesitant and i understand where he's coming from to a degree because just like you said bob since 1977 we've had two successful dc franchises superman batman and since the 70s we haven't had a Superman, a successful Superman film, really. So think about that for a second. So but, all but, of a sudden.
1: I will call him successful being the fact that Smallville was huge. Lois and Clark was huge yeah, on the TV side.
0: TV side, yes. But theatrically, where the real money comes in, it, it's been a struggle bus since, since the early 90s. Since no. The early 90s. When's the last Superman movie? 89, 88 um, is when Superman oh, no. 4
2: came out? Oh, you mean, not Man of Steel. No, no, no. I'm talking
0: about, because that's the last franchise. Four movies.
2: No. Since then,
0: we had Superman Returns, one movie and done. One movie and done. Man of Steel, one movie and done. Batman and Superman isn't really a true sequel. So we haven't really had a chance to actually see Superman thrive in theatrical form. And that does scare me. Is DC finally going to be able to do what they haven't been able to do since the seventies.
2: Think about that 40 fucking years. I think it's not a question if they have to, or it's Are not they able to? Are they able to, it's they have to, because if you think about even just by recently, but you, what's going to change more, the most popular, the most popular movie DC ever put out was a different, was a, a superhero movie that is not tied to the Trinity, which was the original Shazam. Shazam was one of the ones that basically was it was popular and it did well.
1: Well, that's the problem. Was Shazam did well, Aquaman did well, and now we're—I have a, a full-grown daughter, and those two movies probably weren't out when she was born. Exactly.
2: I was married when those movies but came that, out. That yeah. comes down to the that first comes, time. That comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> that comes down to like DC not capitalizing when they have something good. That's my point.
0: That's my point, Dave. Yeah. D.C. has never stuck to anything ever, ever. They even had plans with Nolan's Batman. I remember Nolan gave I believe he gave his his blessing and said, do what you want to do. But I'm done with the uh, Gordon Levitt possibly playing yeah. Robin.
1: It's a Nightwing storyline that they were setting up that they never did. Never, they never went did. anywhere.
0: They can't do anything ever except reset Batman. It's, it's a success. They reset it again. It's a success Success. and that's all they've got. So that's my only hesitation going into these, these new films. Are they actually going to stick to the plan? And I know that a lot of people are saying, and James Gunn has said the same thing because he's been questioned about this. What's different now that he's in charge. What's different from when Snyder was in charge versus when he was was in in charge? charge because Snyder had a plan, but what happened? Warner brothers came in, they did their fuckery. They said, no, you're not going to do that. Buckery We're going to fire dudes. you. <laughs> and what's stopping them from doing that to James Gunn if they're not happy with something? Well, James Gunn said, well, we are for the first time a completely separate entity because they spun off DC Studios. But the thing is, yes, that's an interesting way to spin it in your favor, James Gunn. But you're still beholden to the same the shareholders business. That Warner Brothers is yeah, beholden Yeah, it all trees to. up.
1: I mean, this is... It's still the parent it, this, company. Yes, this is shady aftermath G-Unit records <laughs> exactly. at this point. Interscope, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all Interscope. Have fun. Deep. It's, <laughs> it it's deep. no different than Rain Man DC on RMD, Circle of Jerks. <laughs> Guess what? I'll roll up the, uh, the mic at the end of the day.
0: So that's my other concern. So we have a plan of action, but let's say one movie bombs doesn't do as well how do we know that they're not going to interfere and say, Hey, our shareholders are upset. Just like they did to Snyder. Exactly. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's look, if James Gunn's wife commits
1: suicide and he gets pulled off of this, there's some fucking fuckery going around.
0: (laughs) Warner brothers has an assassination department.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the best thing they do is kill people. Jesus. Christ, Allegedly. (laughs) If I'm dead, I'm sorry, Warner Brothers.
2: Forgive me, my overlords. Yeah. They
1: actually have the human target come yes. in. And- yes, it's the best movie we've never seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a reality show, Human Target, DC.
0: I would watch that.
1: <laughs> it's basically J. J Muse walking
0: around door to door. It's like,
1: are, are you fucker 69 Did you say this?
0: Pew! Shoot him. I think um, Josh Whedon's on the human targets uh, list. Then, yeah, yeah, he
2: hasn't been around for a while, so I think he's exciting uh, yeah.
0: H- him and cyborg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, 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 and so that's the only kind of reservation I have. Is like I believe in James Gunn more than anybody. I believe that he's a stand-up dude, just the way um, he is defended by his peers, the people that have worked with him.
0: Again, he beat the mouse. He beat the rock. How many times have we seen a group of actors and producers stand up and defend their leader? Seldom. Very seldom. Very seldom. Frank Darabont got fired from the first scene of The Walking Dead and no one
2: came to his aid.
0: Yeah. And, and that's just one that's at the top of my head because I'm rewatching The Walking Dead currently. But there's a whole list <laughs> remembering of, how good it was. It was good for that one season.
2: <laughs> that was it there's a whole list of,
0: of directors, writers, leaders who have been canceled for whatever reason, good or bad, and no one says, listen, if you fire him, we're walking. And the fact that everyone on that set who mattered told DC, or Marvel, I should say, we're fucking done. Yeah. If James Gunn's not brought back. That says a lot about James Gunn's character.
2: Well, think about like all of the all the press that James Gunn has gotten because of Guardians and how the entire cast, majority of the cast at least, have stated they're done at with Guardians of the Galaxies after this because James is not gonna be there.
0: They've been around, they've been hanging out for him pretty
1: much. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 got him back. We promise we're gonna finish this ride. Yeah. And let's go.
0: And then then we'll follow them all to DC because that's what everybody does. Right.
2: Drax wants to be Bane. And
0: and also we know James Gunn is a good director. He can get performance out of people. He turned. Think about this for a second. The only person he didn't turn into a superstar was Zoe Zaldana because she already was. Yeah. He turned Star Lord into an actual viable action star. Yes. He took Dave Bautista and created a man who was a wrestler into an actual actor. And then I mean, who else? Vin Diesel.
2: Oh yeah, he took a kid. he so took stupid. he took one person. He got, he
1: got a man a ten million dollar payday for saying three fucking, three fucking words.
2: Yeah, he he
0: knows how to harness. That's what I was looking for. He knows how to harness and shape talent. What, it, what? And if he can do that from the DC side, I will be forever fucking grateful because I would love to see new faces well, as you well. Can,
2: you can even see his work in DC. Or well, he did it with su- Peacemaker, right? Peacemaker yes. and Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, I yeah.
2: Mean, he did fantastic work actually with the cast that he was given, and even after that, those cast members are all loyal to James Gunn.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they all drink his Kool Aid. Uh, what if they release clips later where Vin Diesel's actually doing lines like uh, Chewy in Star Wars, so people can react, <laughs> <laughs> and he's really not saying I am Groot the whole time?
2: <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: Anyway, um I just thought about that. I saw that clip the other they, day. I think James Gunn should cast Vin Diesel's Black Adam.
2: Oh my god, dude, that'd be hilarious. I think that would <laughs> I, that would make Bobby's day because that's James Gunn literally giving the finger to the Rock.
1: 100%. And then then have uh Peacemaker shoot him in the head and kill him.
0: <laughs> it's because we're family, bro.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I, I am hope I'm optimistic it, you know what I mean I, I think that's what I go with and it's because I believe the man that's behind it all it, and again you're right we've had this before but the, the Zack Snyder didn't take down anybody you know what I mean he and, and James Gunn seems to have uh, some naked pictures of people <laughs> pretty much that he will release if something happens I'm pretty sure um,
0: I th- uh, James Gunn has box office credibility that does go a long way you know, Zack Snyder had several hits, but nothing like groundbreaking that. J- I mean, James Gunn has what he's about to have a fourth blockbuster sensation with the release of Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Suicide Squad was a huge, huge hit box office wise. Obviously, the Guardians films. Peacemaker was critically
1: acclaimed on HBO and well watched yeah. like a high rated thing.
0: Yeah, he has he has clout. There, there we go. Well, he has clout. L-
1: let me ask you this. Like, what about him and his style makes it? Because there's a lot of things that draw me to television shows and movies. And you you think about like great soundtracks was something that we grew up with. And where like a a, a song and everything that like that kind of detail brought you into movies and all that. We we don't see that anymore, but everything that he does seems to have some kind of soundtrack that goes with it and the music and everything brings you to it. It's not just a bunch of songs that are thrown in there. Like, is it that kind of detail you think that that makes this stuff successful that I remember a scene because I hear that song now and it reminds me of guardians, even though I've heard that song a thousand times before.
2: Well, the thing about, the thing I've always felt about James Gunn, especially the way he storytells and he molds a movie altogether, he makes the audience relate to all the characters, no matter who the characters are. They can be completely, you know, alien type characters, but he still makes them human and relatable. That's the thing I think Marvel's going to be missing out on because if you see a lot of the Marvel movies compared to, the movies that James Gunn has done for them. The reason why the guardians of the galaxy hits so well is because he crafted those characters to be relatable to the audience. And look, because of what he did, uh, you, one of you guys said it perfectly in the very beginning of the show. He took a, he took a group that basically no one could give two shits about unless you were a hardcore comic book reader you did not know who the Guardians of the Galaxy
1: Yeah, now they have rides at Disney.
2: Yeah, now they have rides at Disney. They have action figures. They have everything. Why? Because James Gunn was able to make these guys relatable and the audience care about them. Peacemaker. Same thing. Same thing. Peacemaker. Same thing with Suicide Squad. I mean, I was a big detractor of the first Suicide Squad movie. and Then I saw the second one. And I'm like going, freaking good. Yeah. I be? And uh, I thought about it. It's because of James Gunn. He knows how to... Manipulate, I guess you could say, as an audience. He's a really great director, and I think that that's Marvel shot themselves in the foot when they basically ousted him. Because I'm like going, why are you ousting one of your better directors? Instead, you're giving it a Taika and all the other ones because they're just popular. And if you look at like what Taika did with Thor, he was trying to copy James Gunn with. Freaking guardians,
1: yeah. It, it, like I've always made that joke. It's guardians two point five and two point seven five.
2: Because because Tyka saw the formula and he was like going, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do what James did, and because it'll tie better together.
1: Uh, it's, Tyka's Thor is like me trying to follow a recipe by somebody online exactly. and going, well, why did it look the same? Yeah, I put the same shit in it. <laughs> it don't work right though. All right, cool. I don't know.
2: We will see. I mean, in five years, Mike, do you think we're going to look at James Gunn and basically say he's one of the best directors? I just. Or he was killed uh, by uh, the whole. I I don't know. But
0: I also think, just to answer your question a little bit more succinctly, uh, Bob, about what is it about James Gunn and the use of music, I think because it has a lot to do with what we were talking off air. You know, the idea that many people want to be, they want the inclusions of things they're familiar with. And it's a form of transmedia uh, storytelling where you take pieces of, of things, other texts, and you incorporate them into your main text, mm-hmm. And it creates uh, a sense of unity with things that we've known before and things that we see now before us. That's why Tarantino's movies in the 90s and early 2000s worked so well because of music. He used a soundtrack to invoke or evoke uh, familiarity and we all want that it's not nostalgia it's not necessarily what I'm talking about but we want to say oh I know that song and I love it
1: it it, tie, it ties it to something I hear that the Nirvana song from Batman all the time and the first thing I think is like god that's
0: fucking creepy now that it's been behind
1: the Riddler, <laughs> the Riddler. and everything that was going on in Gotham and the Batman
0: yeah, the, it's 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 called intertextual commodities. It's where you're using one commodity to assist another. You use music because at the same time, think about it from a business end. Not only are they using music to bring us that those notes of familiarity, but then they're also using that to sell a soundtrack. Who sells soundtracks in this day and age? No, oh, I mean, it's very rare. N- No one, and yet Guardians of the Galaxies was, was able, able, to, able to just sell Volume 1, Volume 2, yeah, you know, soundtracks. So it's smart marketing as well. And that's another reason why I'm I'm telling you why DC probably bought into the James Gunn effect, because not only is he selling an actual picture, but he's selling everything else that's more important. A lot of times the movie itself is not what earns the biggest buck. It is all of the ancillary revenue streams that you bring in that are attached, whether that be soundtracks, uh, to- plush toys. toys yeah. And that's something James Gunn has done with every single. And yes, he had a leg up because it's comic books, but he actually went out there to create specific characters that are marketable and moments that are marketable. And I, and that's what he did with Peacemaker. And that's probably what he's going to be doing with DC. So he, I think that's why his movies work for a lot of us.
1: It, it, okay. Now one last thing before we close down shop for the day: Is 2025 too soon for this first movie. We, it is 2023. I think they said June 2025. So does that mean 24? We're not getting any movies then because these next four films are all coming out this year, right? Uh, but we should get Peacemaker season two and things like that. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, and uh, the penguin I think will oh, okay. be released in yeah. that, you know, cause that's something we hadn't talked about, but that's one of the elseworld titles that's going on HBO. Uh, but 2025, we have no cast And nothing. It makes me feel like James Gunn is further along creating this than we think.
0: Well, one thing that he said, which I definitely like this, this actually adds more credibility, at least for me, when it comes to James Gunn's handling of DC. He said that the biggest problem with movies today and the why and why films struggle is because there is a hurry up mentality to making movies. DC hasn't hurried up at all. Shazam's fucking, (laughs) the kid (laughs) is 34 now
1: and has actually got his legs fixed outside Um, of DC. Oh, sorry. He
0: said, there's a lot of just hurry up and let's get something out. And what happens is he's all, and he said, you would be surprised how often a movie, a major movie starts production and filming filming without even a script. Yes, And he said that will not be part of our practice at DC Studios. He said that if we do not have a functional script, we've already told the higher-ups that we will sideline a movie and delay the release until we have an actual script. We will not start that habit, he said. And that's a huge, That's to me, that's a big one. That's a big one. The fact that he's putting emphasis on story over everything else is a huge plus. Yeah. So you might be right, Bob. If he hasn't cast anyone yet, we may see a delay. There can't be a big one though, because everyone's waiting for what he has planned. Yeah. And if he pushes it too far back, it may end up undermining what he has in store.
1: Can't wait till CW has
0: America's next top Superman. And
1: as he's trying (laughs) to pick the next (laughs) help me cast the next Superman, James Gunn brings back to CW.
0: (laughs) Henry Cavill shows up. Yeah. All, <laughs> Henry Cavill, <Hey>. Brandon Ralph, <laughs> Christopher Reeves' corpse. Yeah. Dean oh. Cain's corpse. He's
1: alive. He's, is he? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Welling, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> Nicolas Cage.
0: <laughs> ben Affleck, did he play Superman? band?
1: Uh, yes. Oh, he yes, did. He, did. It, he did. He played the 50s Superman in Black in that, Dahlia,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a murder film. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
1: Catch that as the next CW show. We will cover. Um, (laughs) Stupid. Anyway. All right. Well, this was fun. Uh, It's been a while. I'm glad we're back. Uh, We'll be getting back at these more often because the news never stops, obviously. Uh, Thank you for everybody for listening. Remember, however you found us. Remember, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out a ton. Um, I like to talk shit, so do all that stuff for me so I continue to talk my shit because... I am always right. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God! Would you look at the time?
0: When you came here, you had an hour!